Why, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Mr. Photo Joseph. Good morning, Mr. Sean Mark Nipper. How was your weekend? You know, my weekend was great. I have uh, my mother-in-law just moved in with us, so I have a new roommate now. Those are two um, sentences but, uh, that don't usually go together. Right, exactly. My no, mother-in-law but, uh, just moved in, so that's pretty good. I, I've never seen such a clean kitchen ever. <laughs> it's quite nice. But uh, they went to the coast for the weekend, so I had all day yesterday to just uh, um, work, I do some work, you know. Isn't that funny how we get some time to ourselves and as as whatever, content creators, as solopreneurs, as whatever, people who do work for yourselves, we're like, yes, we got some time away from everybody. Let's go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, may have watched uh, Moonraker, the uh, the old James Bond movie. and Nice. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, it's, it's funny because it, my family's going to uh, Slovenia in the fall for a few weeks. And I got their tickets on miles, so their tickets are all, all booked out. And I'm watching to see if a reasonable airfare comes up so that I can join them. And if it doesn't, then I won't. And there's part of me that, of course, really wants to go for lots of reasons. I love going out there, a nice vacation, et cetera, et cetera. But there's part of me that kind of doesn't want to go because I know if they're gone for three weeks, I've got three weeks of just full-on in-depth work that I can do. And that's kind of ridiculous, but it's the way that it is when you work for yourself. Right. And you love right. what you do. Yeah. You, you were just back there, what, about a year ago? You shot an amazing video for... Um, that little yeah, hard yeah, drive thingy. Lumafusion and Narbox uh, products. Yeah, I did a thing that was last winter. Uh, yeah. So early, it's, it's, you know, a year and a half ago now. Amazing. No, but I felt like it was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> was just, so yeah, time flies. Indeed. Yeah. I think that was, that that was right. That wasn't earlier this year because this is only July. I'm pretty sure that right. was a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, that was a year and a half ago. July, so, and we have clear skies. Well, there's clouds, but. There's, there's no, <laughs> there are clear cloudy skies. <laughs> yeah. So I want to tell you what I did this weekend. The, uh, clouds. Not, Go ahead. Yeah. Not to cut off your, your mother-in-law moving in weekend, but um, <laughs> I'm sure it's fascinating. <laughs> so there's this thing here in, in Southern Oregon that this guy named Travis Toll has put together. Um, he calls them portrait slams. And the idea is that he brings together photographers and models and there's a, eh, probably 20 each, give or take. And we meet in some awesome location that he's arranged. And he also arranges a uh, prop designer, prop provider, clothing provider, kind of costume designer, that sort of person, uh, a few makeup artists and so on. And we come together for a few hours just to shoot. And we get paired off and you go off and shoot and then you kind of swap out. It's like a speed dating kind of a thing. They want you <laughs> to limit it to like 10 minutes each. And you're kind of going, that's really not enough, but um, whatever. But you get out and you have an opportunity to shoot in ways that you wouldn't normally do. And the photographers, their range, well, and the models range from working professionals down to total amateurs who are just getting started or just having fun. And it's a really neat opportunity to get out and create some new content. And so this weekend, we were in White City in this abandoned charcoal plant. It's this huge, huge facility with all this old soot-covered equipment the one of the machines that I guess generated the charcoal or dried it or something, it looked like they basically flipped the switch off and walked out the door 50 years ago. And wow. there's still charcoal sitting on the uh, charcoal briquette sitting on the rack. <laughs> what in the heck? Huh. You're and like, I'm uh, a barbecue this weekend. I could just take a few of these. Yeah, right. Go grab a few of those. And uh, it was really, really neat. And so I got some cool shots. You know, I'll start posting them pretty soon. I've obviously got to finish going through and editing them. 
Uh, but it's a really neat opportunity. And I think so if anybody's in the area, first of all, um, reach out to me on, on social media at Photo Joseph and I'll hook you up with how to uh, how to get connected and get the invitations to these things. But he's actually spreading out. He, he's done them in Eugene and he's doing another one. I don't remember exactly where somewhere in Northern California coming up. Uh, it's a really, really cool concept. And, you know, I, I just dig it. It's so much fun to do. And it gives you an opportunity to shoot in ways you wouldn't normally shoot. Huh. That's really cool. So you spent, what, 10 minutes with each model and how many models did you go through? Well, that didn't, that didn't yeah, I mean, that's good. the idea. You're just supposed to tend, spend that little time. It's just, it's not enough right. time though. I kind of went, you know what, I'm just going to do things my own way. And, and I shot, I think five different models and essentially instead of just grabbing a model and going to find a shot a couple of times, I found this the shot first and I did some setup. You know, most people are shooting just natural light. Uh, and I brought some strobes with me. And so there were a couple that I wanted where I had a very specific idea what I wanted to do. And so I'd set everything up. And then once I was set up, I went and found a, found a model for it. And uh, nice. yeah, it worked out great. Very cool. How a fun. lot of fun. So yeah, that was cool. That was, uh, that was my exciting, most exciting component of the weekend. And did you find any models that you would work with again? You make contacts yeah, that way? Because it's always nice to know, you know, people you can work with in the future as well. Precisely. That's actually a big part of it is getting to know the local talent around. So if you do need somebody, you have some, uh, um, uh, you know, your Rolodex is full of models that you can call on. And even the, the stylist, uh, her name is Tia. She, she's been in the Rogue Valley for decades and she's got a warehouse of something like 7,000 pieces of clothing. And she's typically worked on films and commercial productions in the area, but she is kind of opening things up to allow mere mortals to access her, her stuff for, uh, for shoots. Very it's cool. Super cool. Yeah. Well, fun. Yeah. So if you, can, if you I, uh, need something special, you need a costume, you need something specific for a shoot. Let me know. I can, uh, I'll introduce you. What's her name again? Tia Reagan. And at her Instagram, I'll have to look it up. It's like Tia Reagan. So, I went to, and this is a great segue for the story I want to tell. I went to a Christian school when I was younger, uh, okay. against my will. I wasn't asked if I wanted to go there. <laughs> and you never are. I went to school. She was an upperclassman a couple of years, but I went to school with Tia and her sister, Jennifer. So I've known Tia for ever since oh, I was a kid. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I cool, ran yeah. into her Tia a couple Reagan times over. Creative is her Instagram handle. Yeah. Yeah crazy that's awesome yeah she's great she's a super nice lady so interesting i think about the the uh, christian school i actually got a call from someone here locally that has a church and they want to do a promotional video and commercial and so i sat down with this person and this is a guy uh local pastor here of course you know i was forced to go to church and the moment that i didn't have to go to church anymore i stopped um so it was interesting going and getting a uh you know, surveying what's, what it's going to be like to shoot this video. And, you know, churches don't have a lot of budgets, of course, because they're, uh, you know, they don't make a lot of money, I guess. And so he was telling me as we were sitting down, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the budget. Uh, I uh, said, I've got this old, uh, well, this, this new MacBook pro that I just bought. Um, and you know, I, I don't know how to use it. So I was just going to sell that and give you half. And I'm thinking, okay, well, so let me see. So a new MacBook pro is about 2,700 bucks. And I don't want to, I don't want half of that. I want all of that. Right. <laughs> so I said, I said, well, how about, how about I just trade you for the MacBook Pro? And his eyes lit up. He's like, really? You do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the market <laughs> for a laptop. So nice. I have in my possession a, uh, he just bought it in January. So it's fairly new. Um, and they believe it's a 2018 model, but it's the six core i7 with 500 and something gigawatts. And, uh, 
Very cool. It's beautiful. It's my first uh, real laptop. I've had some <laughs> others. I've had a so Dell, that's got the the but, touch uh, bar and yeah, the, it's got the, the touch bar keyboard is... that people have a love hate relationship with. Yep. Yep. What do you think Space of it? I've gray. actually never used one. My MacBook Pro is still a 2015, so I got the old keyboard. What do yeah. you think of this new keyboard? Um, I like it. I actually like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just make I'm sure you don't eat scientist. anything I over it. You don't want any crumbs it. getting under there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Keep it away from my children. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So I'll be shooting that. That'll be interesting to do, that whole project. Well, excellent. So now here's a question for you. Not that I want the IRS to come knocking at your door, but I seriously doubt that they listen to the podcast. Um, so... It, how will you handle that come tax time? Because that is, that is income, right? So right. that means that you legally, not, you know, judgment aside, but legally you you need to claim that on your, on your income tax. So how do you do something like that? Someone gives you say, you know, $2,500 value hardware. Um, how do you claim that as income? You know, that's a really good question. I was trying to figure that out myself. Um, I was considering, you know, writing an invoice and then saying paid, but then they have to, you know, create an expense on their end. But I mean, I guess that's not really my problem, but as long as I create an invoice and said, you know, that I got paid, but then I was also like, well, how can I use this as a tax write-off and say that I bought it? So, you know, that's now that I've said that they're going to come after me, but, um, yeah, yeah, so it's a good question and I'm open to, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess hmm, to use it as a tax write-off. Okay, now just anybody listening, let's make it clear: we are clearly neither of us are accountants or or yep. CPAs or bookkeepers or anything like that, and we barely can figure out how much money is in our own wallets. But mm-hmm. with that said, I would imagine kind of a legal path to that would be to do the invoice. Let's say it's twenty five hundred, right? Do write an invoice for twenty five hundred, mark that as paid, and then have them issue a receipt to you for the sale of the laptop. Right. Right. So it's as if they handed you $2,500, you turn around and handed them back $2,500 and they handed you a laptop. So that would be the paper trail, um, even though you obviously skipped the handing the money back and forth part of it. Exactly. I would think. Interesting. Well, if anybody's listening who actually knows better, please do let us know. We'd we'd love to hear that. Yeah. You could leave a little question or a comment. You can. Recorded version, right? And that's one of the really cool things about Anchor. If only we could get this. Hey, it's we're going to be on iTunes like soon. Well, at least yeah. that's the plan. We now have ownership of our own podcast on iTunes Connect. So hopefully that'll happen. Um, so we'll actually get more people listening. But yes, if you are listening and um, our secret message out to my f- number one fan last week apparently didn't get heard because he didn't submit. <laughs> a, <laughs> so maybe he's not my number one fan. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. Well, should we, should we tell people how easy it is to... To do their own podcast? Well, we can. We, we could run our ad. The thing is, we don't actually know what ad will get run. Now, at the moment, the only ad that we've recorded is for Anchor. But right. remember, like this podcast could get played a year from now, and we could have you know some major awesome advertising company that came after us and wanted our ad read because they just love the show so much. And so I have no idea what people are going to hear, but, um, but let's take a little break for that ad. And we're back with any luck you heard an ad and uh, with, uh, you know, if we have bad luck, then you didn't hear an ad, but hey. Hopefully they added it to a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes. Uh, well, somebody has to. So we've got a couple of cool topics to talk about today, tech-related things. What yeah. uh, you, you brought them both to the table. Well, yeah. So uh, I am, I guess you would say, an affiliate or a partner with Moment. And so I was just recently alerted to their newest and coolest 
lens that they are working with. Now I have a couple, I have the anamorphic lens. I have the 18 millimeter and the 65, 65 millimeter lens for the, uh, for my phone, my iPhone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I love them. I love the 18 millimeter. And what's cool about the newer phones. If you've got the two cameras, you've got the case with the moment you can actually double the focal length. So your 65 becomes a 120 something and, uh, 130. Yeah. Um, so you can do some really fun stuff with that, but they just came out with a new Kickstarter campaign. Uh, they've been very successful in the past, but this one is for your drone. And of course it's not for the drone that I have. I haven't dropped the big coin for the Mavic two pro, but, uh, I think you and I both have the Mavic air, correct? That is correct. But they now have an anamorphic lens for your drone. So you can get that beautiful, uh, you know, cinematic crop and you can get the beautiful, or shall I say squeeze, de-squeeze, squeeze, yeah, yeah. Um, and then get the lens flares and such. And it looks pretty freaking cool. Yep. Yeah. Like, like you, I'm sure I watched uh, a bunch of YouTube videos about that last week. It's, it's pretty great. It looks really nice. And you get the slightly softer edges that you get at anamorphic, um, good sharp center. Yeah. Those gorgeous lens flares. It's cool. Yep. It's yep. really fun. And they're doing the, with the Kickstarter, you can sign on and you can actually get a Mavic 2 Pro or Zoom with the lens. You won't get that until I think October or November, which I'd rather have the drone now. <laughs> but then again, what's going to happen in six months? I mean, are we going to get a new version of the drone? I don't know how many, I can't remember what the cycle is for DJI, you yeah, know, bringing out point. new things, but um so yeah. that's so it doesn't come out. The lens doesn't come out until later in the year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can also get six filters. They've got some ND filters that they're packaging with it. Um, that set costs a hundred bucks, and then I believe the lens itself is three hundred, but you can get it for two hundred right now on Kickstarter. So nice. It looks so pretty fantastic. You, since you don't own that drone, obviously you can't buy the lenses without owning the drone. Are you thinking is it worth? trading up you know I, I have been because i'm 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 holding up my fingers like about an inch apart from my thumb uh, i'm this close to getting my license so i can you know oh very good trouble for for my stuff um i'm going through the course that your friend sent me the Sergey uh, Botenko's one yeah yeah the yeah, one so he, yeah exactly yeah it's pretty great and they've actually i've gone i went through it about I don't know, six months ago. And I was like, okay, you're getting technical. And I got bored. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've gone back through it again and they've made some updates because, you know, the rules are constantly changing with FAA and everything. So, um, and, but they made it a little bit more concise. And so it's easier to get through. So I've been working on that the last couple of weeks. Um, I'd like to get that by the end of the month, actually. So oh, wow. I can That's be great. much legal as more and more real estate uh, shoots come up, you know, I got to be legal. Right. So by the, by the time, hopefully by the time people have heard this podcast, I will have had my license for some time. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Do you remember the name of the course that Sergey recommended? I, I don't because I haven't taken it. It is, let me see. It's in my bookmarks. It'd be good for us to let people know. Yeah. Um, he had a discount code at some point, I think. I don't... Yeah. Um, let me see here. I have it. I have it right here. It's just a click away. It's just a click away. If only you can find that. Drone thing. Pilot Ground School. Drone Pilot Ground School. Yeah. Okay, we'll put a link to that down below. And 
And I will get, assuming that discount code, Sergey's discount code is still available, I will get that from him and I will pop yeah. that into the or show notes we as can, well. Perhaps we can get our own. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. There will be, hopefully, a discount code in the show notes for this drone course. Yeah. So it should, it's like two ninety nine, but I think it knocks off. Uh, well, I can't, I don't want to say what it knocks off. Yeah, It'll knock something don't, off. Don't, you probably <laughs> don't so yeah. what... Um, now that you've taken that course or, or you've, yeah, you've taken the course, you haven't taken the test yet. How intensely hard is it? You know, it, it doesn't seem to be, it, it's all the, the stuff with the maps, you know, I mean, flying the drone is one thing and there's no real, you know, discussion about that. It's all about needing to know the rules and regulations and the weather. And that's, I think that's what really uh, trips me up is, is the weather patterns. Um, mm. The maps are pretty, they're not as bad as you would think. I okay. mean, when you first look at a, a, a aeronautical chart, it's like, uh, what? It's like <laughs> a bowl so of things. But then all of a sudden it, it's like, uh, it's like the matrix. It starts all to kind of come together <laughs> and you can see it. So, uh, it's not so bad. And I believe that there's, there's 60 questions on the test and you have to get 50 of them right. Okay. So that's not You have to so go bad. up to Eugene to take that, don't you? Uh, Eugene, Bend, um, there's more and more places that are popping up. So I think, I think actually Roseburg is the closest place that we could go. Uh, that's just two hours away from you and I, so. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm stoked that you're getting it. So now when people call me and they need that, I have someone that, uh, that there I can hire. Yep. And that means that I probably need to upgrade to something other. I mean, the Mavic Air is awesome and I love it and it it's really super is. easy to fly and I get some great stuff, but I believe that the, you know, and I have, sh I've flown the, the one with the Hasselblad, I think it's the Mavic two, not the zoom. Okay. Um, or do they both have Hasselblad? I can't remember. But no, I, no, the Hasselblad is definitely the right. It's the right. single, the non-zoom is the Hasselblad lens. That's the kind yeah, of the I was up at Hyatt Lake yeah. and I got probably two. To closer to a bald eagle than I should have, but I did get some <laughs> amazing footage. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to clip a bald eagle's, eagle's wings. No. That's, um, I do believe no. that's a federal offense. Kyle almost ran so. over a bald eagle once, driving down some mountain road, came around the corner, sitting in the middle of the road, and it took off just in time. It was just like, for crying out loud, oh I'm going to murder a bald eagle and go to jail for the rest of my life. Yeah. Stupid thing, get out of the road. Wait, it might have been suicidal, you know, given the uh, the times. I don't. I don't want to get political. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> given the political, current political climate, the <laughs> eagle decided to take its yeah, own life. The bird's like, yikes! It. I'm out of here. I'm done. Yikes. It's probably flying across the wall to Mexico. Anyway, so, uh, so that's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, Pre congratulations because I know you haven't taken the test yet. So. All right. When, now, when are you going to do the test? Sorry. Uh, so I'm going to try to do it by the end of the month, if not the beginning of August. And what cool thing about this, um, the drone pilot ground school is if you don't, if you go through the whole training course and you don't pass, I believe they will pay for your next test, which oh, is okay. like 150. Yeah. We cover your testing fee, normally 150 bucks, uh, money back guarantee. So, but with our 99% success rate, there's rarely happens. So, wow. yeah. Wow. Impressive. Right that. Very good. Exciting. Indeed. Very exciting. Now you had another topic you wanted to talk about. I, I did. Yeah. Fake. So I, uh, <laughs> you know, the deep fake is, is kind of becoming a big deal now. Um, it's getting really good. It was, it was not so good about a year ago, but over this last year. And I think the first time I saw this was at an Adobe presentation. They were showing uh, how they could uh, use AI and machine learning to, put a mask on someone's face. And so I think the first one I saw was Obama 
and it was somebody else talking, but it looked like it was Obama addressing the nation. It's like, what? And so now, now one of the biggest things is everybody's putting Nicolas Cage's face on everything. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you introduced me to one, showed me one right before the show started, uh, Jim Carrey on Jack Nicholson's face for the shining. Yeah. That's crazy. Eerie. Yeah. It's so good. I almost, if you would have told me that they, that he had just recreated that scene, I would have believed you. Right. Right. There's one spot where he shoves his face through the door and you can see a little blurring around the, uh, I don't know, it'd be the mask or whatever, but around the edge where his face is touching the door. There it gets a little bit fudgy and you can see there's something, something yeah. fishy going on. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, it's crazy good. Yeah. So there's a channel on, on YouTube called Control Shift Face. And that's where they're they're recreating the the shining with Jim Carrey's face. They've also done uh, Sylvester Stallone's face on Arnold Schwarzenegger for the Terminator. Too cool. Yeah, and uh, I was actually watching Bill Hader do some impersonations, and I was like, "Wow, he he made his face look like Arnold Schwarzenegger." But no, it was, it was a deep fake. <laughs> the deep fake, yeah. So, I saw that I one a while ago. The deep fakes were really popular, maybe still are. In the uh, the porn industry, they can slap people's faces oh, no. um, on others, and so that's awkward and weird. Yeah. Um, wow. But just the technology, and so oh, I showed you one the uh, the corridor crew. They did one with Keanu Reeves, mm, where right. they set up a, a a little convenience store robbery and put Keanu Reeves's face on that. So we should probably link that below. That's pretty. That's a pretty good one as well. That's pretty good. It's it's Incredible. good because you're at a distance. You're not right up close to, you know, so you can't really see any of the uh, the mistakes if there were any. But, right. And uh, it helps that it's like handheld, shaky iPhone video kind of a thing. So it doesn't look super clean to begin with. And yeah, that one's yeah, pretty good. So, I, I, I watched part of that. It's uh, I would say that's not the best one I've seen, but it is it is good. And they you know, had to do his voice. Now, for that, it doesn't I, I understand that for deep fake, part of what they can do is they can have it generate the voice as well, right? You get, say, the Obama thing, right? You get um, 100 Obama speeches and you've got yeah. obviously tons of content to choose from and that the algorithm can generate the words as well. Or, of course, you can hire a voice actor who sounds like him to cover it. Uh, and it's the Keanu one, it sounds to me more like it's a voice actor. Yeah, yeah. I think they wanted to do it that way just so you could have some separation just to know it's not real. <laughs> so, but I... As cool as it is, there's also, it seems to me there's some scary implications to this as well as oh, it terrifying. gets better. You know, you see a video and, and we, we're talking about fake news all the time. Well, this is, you know, you can create your own fake news, you know? Yeah. And there's apps. So there's apps on the phone. You can switch out, you know, the faces as if you're, you're sitting next to each other. So the technology is, is there, but it could be, you know, we, now, oh, that's the thing. They're actually creating, it's DARPA now that is uh, not just trying to change the weather all the time, but they're working on AI learning to learn the deep fakes and tell what what's real and what's not. So oh, we have AI good. learning to learn the AI learning. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> wow. But it's needed, right? Because a, a bad, well, a good deep fake video, you know, high quality one could literally start wars. You know, you could absolutely get some video of some world leader saying or doing something against another world leader, against another people or whatever. And yeah, you could easily start a war. And it seems like you know, it really means you got to take a step back and anything is you can't trust anything. 
And in our current again, social climate, it makes it even harder because news spreads like wildfire. And it doesn't matter if it's not real. What matters is that people see it and hear it. And even if they ultimately get convinced that that wasn't real, their, sh their opinion has shifted. Totally. And now they, you know, hate that person even more or they trust right. that person even less or whatever it is. Like, okay, fine, it was fake and all, but but they still could have done that. Yeah, yeah this terrifying. is the next level because, you know, you can throw out a headline that's not accurate and that'll spread. But this is like believable because there you are. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that this is this is a capability. So they're seeing it for the first time maybe. Right. And they're like, oh my God, did you in there? So they're posting on Facebook. I did see somebody take a... Uh, a version of Princess Leia in the end. Uh, well, I don't want to ruin it. Well, people have seen it by now. Spoiler alert for Star Wars Rogue One. Um, so they took Princess Leia, which when I saw that final sequence, I was like, oh man, that is not her. That is mm -hmm. a CG version. But they deep faked Princess Leia onto the <laughs> fake Princess Leia. Okay. And it looks amazing. Okay. <laughs> it's like, there we really? go. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So now is, you know, with filmmaking, it's like, who do you want in your movie? Well, he's dead. No problem. No problem at all. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's incredible. And that actually reminds me of another topic that I want to talk about, but we'll save it for the next podcast. Um, but talking about the filmmaking process that has gone into the new Lion King movie. Yeah. Have you, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I don't yeah. know. Is, he, is it out? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I think it's out the 17th. Yeah, yeah, but the there was a Wired article about how it's done that is incredible. But let's save that for the next next podcast. We'll save that for next week. Okay, because it's cool. uh, it's too cool. It is just Sounds too cool. Good. It's definitely something to to talk about. Um, I do. I want one more topic, a, a short one. I watched this YouTube video over the weekend that kind of blew me away. Um, it's kind of a, a nobody on YouTube. Channel's called Ginny Tech J I N N I dot Tech, and he is basically pointing out how red is completely fraudulent and completely lying to their public to their customers with the products that they're selling the specifically the memory cards the storage cards that they're selling oh yeah the the $1500 for a uh, a terabyte or something like that right for what is essentially a $20 off the shelf part God. and he does these breakdowns tearing apart these these really expensive red mags and showing what's in them. And it's not even the best quality memory that you get from these third-party companies. They're wow. like their cheapest version. And how everything that's, you know, the, the red has all these proprietary connectors. Well, you tear this thing apart and all that's inside is the cheap memory and essentially an adapter cable going from a standard connection, connection to the proprietary connection. That's <laughs> it. And oh, even, I don't know if it's even worse. I don't know which is worse, frankly. The product says made in USA on it, and it is not. It is 100%. Like all these parts are made overseas. And then Red comes out and says, well, it's assembled in USA, so we can say it's made in USA. But on this video, the guy goes to the, uh, I don't know what the website is, but the actual government website about how you can use what it means when you say made in USA. And you couldn't even say assembled in USA with wow. this, uh, their description, because it is even the words, even to put the words assembled in USA, it requires more than what is called a screwdriver assembly. So you can't just buy a bunch of parts, ship them in here, screw them together and call it assembled in USA. Even that's not enough. You wow. have to do more than just it. Basically, if you could do it with a screwdriver, that doesn't qualify as assembled in USA. Holy cow. And they're calling made in USA, which is complete BS. It's terrifying. I, mean, I know, 
I've known the founder of Red, Jim Gennard, for mm-hmm. a very long time, since before Red was born. I was in meetings before Red was born with filmmakers and industry people back, gosh, what, 15 years ago or something wow. when I was still at Apple and sat down in a meeting room at Oakley with Jim Gennard and a bunch of other people, and some of them I still know today. And we sat around and hashed out what we would want in the ultimate dream camera. If money were no object, what would it be? And several years later, the Red One was born. And to to know that the company at that level and then to see this sort of thing happening, it's it's so sad. It's terrifying. Like, what the heck's going on? Wow, that's crazy. And well, and my beautiful new camera that I have sitting over here to my right, um, people are comparing it to the Red, even though it's a micro four thirds sensor. People are like, this is comparable to, wow. you know, a $40,000 camera, even a $15,000, the Scarlet they're talking about. And I can record to a Samsung T5, which cost me $80, $86 for 500 gig. Oh my so, God. right. I mean, that's brilliant. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It's funny. I hear reading the comments on here. Coming. What's that? I hear a class action coming on. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. Um, and it's kind of odd that it's taken this long for someone to take the screwdriver to this thing. I mean, this, this can't be new, right? Cause people take things apart all the time. Uh, so I'm, I'm really curious to know more to this story, but it's pretty obvious. I mean, here are the guys showing it and, and they're not denying it, right? He's showing forum posts where the president of red is, I forget his name now. It's not Jim Gennard. He's not the president anymore, but um, the president of red is getting involved into the discussions on the forum, justifying what they're, what they're charging and claiming like, well, you know, well, we can say made in USA because it's all these foreign parts, but we build it here. So, no, that doesn't work. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The cables Very, themselves are ridiculously priced. Even everything about the system is, and that's the crazy thing is when this was all first done, going back to the red one days, the whole thing was that this was a much, much more affordable system than everything else out there. You know, you there were no 4K mirrorless cameras back then. You know, we're talking about the only things that you could buy for filmmaking was high-end 50 to 100,000 to 150,000 dollars and up cameras. And Red made digital cinema a real thing that real people could afford. And by real people I'm talking about, you know, okay, not like you and me are going to go out and buy one of these, but you don't have to be a major Hollywood production with millions and millions of dollars to spend. You could just have, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars budget and rent the camera or fifty thousand dollars and go buy one. Right. And that was huge. It was groundbreaking. But to now see them charging ridiculous prices for simple cables and cheap memory, it's like, well, hold on a second. That's not okay. Yeah. It yeah, really no. bothered me watching this video, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're upset. I am upset. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I don't even, even own batteries. Either. I've never shot with one, but I'm still pissed off. And in the video comments, um, and again, we'll put a link to this video in the show notes. You look at the comments and a lot of people are there saying, well, I, why hasn't um, MKBHD, you know, Marcus Brownlee and Linus, Linus Tech Tips, why haven't they chimed in? Let's get their thoughts on this because they shoot with their stuff and they have never said any, as far as I know, they've never said anything negative about them. And that seems like the kind of thing that they would call out. But then other people are saying, yeah, well, they're basically poster boys. Red is giving them all this gear for free. They don't buy any of that. Sure. And, you know, if that's true, then that's very sad. I, I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that Marquez has 
you know, he's obviously earned a ton of money doing his podcast, totally deserved, excellent, excellent show, a podcast, a YouTube show. And um, I would like to think that he's buying red cameras because he can, and he's using them because he wants to, not because he's getting them for free and basically being a shell for it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Upsetting. So it'd be interesting to see where this goes. Again, we'll link to that video down below. Okay. So on that happy note, anything else before you bail out of this thing? Yeah. I think uh, just for the record, what I have into my camera, I think I've got about $1,800 into my setup. And that includes the cage and the hardware, uh, the, the batteries. Yeah. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Can't wait to shoot something now. The S1, yeah, yeah, definitely going to issue something. See, you know, you know, we got the S1, the filmmakers upgrade coming for that later this month. Um, the S1H coming out later this year. There's, it's an exciting time to be working in cameras, and you know, those compared to a Red are bargains, absolute bargains. Yeah, and if totally. you're getting a, a similar image quality out of it, yeah, it's interesting. Brilliant, brilliant. Alrighty. Well, that was fun. So I'm going to go watch some more deep fakes. Good, good. I'm going to get some actual work done. <laughs> Maybe we should do that too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, right, buddy. Joseph, good talking to you again. Good talking to you. And listeners, don't for, don't forget, you can leave questions for us on anchor.fm slash photojoseph. You can record your question. We can play it back on the air and pretend we know what we're talking about when we answer it. That's right. Even if it's an older podcast that, uh, you know, in the early on in the season. Anything you want to know. Drop anything. us a line. We will make up an answer for any question you ask. That I guarantee. Perfect. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.